Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! When an old woman was murdered, the footprints in the snow spelled out a clear story that nobody could read. That is the situation on this book, this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Like any other private detective, I, Jerry Browning, am a great believer in the evidence of clues. Lieutenant Dawson of Homicide and I were driving to Bensonville, a small town in the truck farming district about 40 miles from the city. Don't kill us, Jerry. That snow's dangerous stuff. I nodded. I'm being as careful as I can, Dawson, but we've got to get there before the evidence is all messed up. Dawson slumped back in his seat. Jerry, I've known Kitty McDonald since she was a baby. Her father and I walked a beat together in the old days. He saved my life one time. Now you've got to save his daughter, because there won't be anything I can do out here. I'll do my best, Dawson. An hour later, we were in the lonely farmhouse where Bridget Hood had been savagely beaten to death. I'm Sheriff Johnson. Don't need no help from you city cops. Got this all solved by myself. I'm no cop, Sheriff. I'm a private detective hired to look after Miss McDonald's interests. The sheriff curled his lip. She needs lawyer, not detective, because here's what she done. Sometime after two this morning, she cut across the fields from her own house to here and beat in old Mrs. Hood's head with that there fire poker. I suppose you found her fingerprints, Sheriff? Fingerprints? Million of them. That's not all. You come with me. The Sheriff let us out the back door, then pointed to the ground. Look there, mister. It's fresh snow. Stop falling at 2 a.m. Look at them footprints leading from the back door straight across the field to the McDonald house. I looked and saw the footsteps. Two sets made by the same shoes... The clear, small prints of a woman's shoes. The only prints marring the expanse of freshly fallen snow. Them prints are made by Kitty McDonald. And they'll send her to the chair. Dawson and I walked across the field from the murdered woman's house to the McDonald home. Jerry, I, I just don't understand it. I can't believe she did it. A girl like Kitty McDonald. I didn't listen to him. I was looking at those telltale footprints. There was something peculiar about them, though I couldn't tell exactly what. Kitty McDonald, her mother, and the hired hand were in the kitchen of the house. So were two men from the sheriff's office. When Kitty saw Dawson, she ran over to him, put her head on his shoulder, and started to cry. I walked over to the sheriff's man. Has she made any statement? Sure. She says she was over to Mrs. Hood's place last night about ten o'clock. Any footprints made then would have been covered because it snowed for another four hours. How about this morning? Does she admit being there at any time since it stopped snowing? The sheriff's man shook his head. No, but you wouldn't expect her to admit that. Well, even assuming Kitty was there this morning, what reason would she have for killing the old woman? The hired man strolled over to us. We've been having a heap of trouble with that Mrs. Hood. First she poisoned our dog. Then she let her cow get into our tomatoes. Done everything she could to make it hard for us. I took a good look at him. 
A man about 40, tall, raw-boned, and flinty-faced. What's your name? I'm Luke Jennings. Been working here since four Mr. McDonald died. Tell you Mrs. Hood hated us. Said city folk had no business out here. I nodded, turned back to the sheriff's men. Have you any objection if I talk to Miss McDonald alone? The man hesitated. Well, guess it's okay. I walked over to Kitty and Dawson. Miss McDonald, I'm a friend of yours and I want to help you, if you'll confide in me. Kitty looked at Dawson, who nodded encouragement. You go with Jerry, Kitty. You can trust him. I talked to Kitty McDonald for almost half an hour. She confirmed the feud between her family and old Mrs. Hood, admitted that she'd been to see Mrs. Hood the night before, but only because she hadn't seen a light in the old woman's house and was afraid she was sick. Kitty found her in bed, really sick. Kitty made a fire using the poker, brought some food upstairs, and left about 11 with a feeling that she'd made a friend of an enemy. Okay, Kitty, you stick to that story no matter what anybody says. Dawson, come on outside a moment. Dawson, have they measured these footprints? I asked them that. Yeah, they measured them. Only Kitty wears this size shoes. Ms. McDonald is a big, heavy woman. She couldn't even get her feet into Kitty's shoes. And she's sick, hasn't left the house in over a week. I stared at the footprints. They still looked strange. Dawson, measure the distance between the footprints. Dawson frowned, then bent down to the ground. A few moments later... That's peculiar. Jerry, there's over three feet between these footprints. That's what I thought. Dawson, a small girl like Kitty wouldn't take strides that long. Dawson shook his head in bewilderment. I suppose she could. No, not in heavy snow like this. She takes small steps to keep from falling. Dawson, Kitty never made these footprints. But then, who did? Nobody in this house could wear shoes that small. I bent down. The ground was frozen hard so that I couldn't determine the weight of the person who'd made the prints. But an idea was beginning to form at the back of my head. And Dawson... Is there a barn or a tool shed of some kind on this property? A tool shed over behind the house? Why? I'll tell you later. Come on. The tool shed was littered with rusty tools, junk of all sorts, and a pile of used lumber. Luke isn't a very orderly hired man, is he? I went over to the pile of lumber, started pulling it apart. What on earth are you looking for, Jerry? Two heavy pieces of wood... Two to three feet long, four to six inches wide, and with nail holes about halfway up, or small cross pieces nailed to them. Look, Dawson, here's one of them. Dawson looked. Stills. Jerry, I've got it now. Somebody went over to the hood house on stills, and with Kitty's shoes at the end of the stills. Here's the other one. I told you Luke is careless. He didn't even bother to rip off the cross pieces after he was finished with the job. We went back inside. Luke saw us with the stilts and tried to run. Dawson grabbed him. Luke was guilty, of course. He had to be, since Mrs. McDonald was much too heavy and ill to walk half a mile across and back through fields on stilts. Luke confessed finally, admitted killing the old woman when he heard she was helpless. He'd been planning it a long time, not because of the quarrel between the two households, but for the money, he was sure she had hidden someplace in the house. There was no money. The murder was as useless as it was brutal as it was cunning. Like I said, I believe in the evidence of clues. <laughs> 
The only thing I don't believe is the way some people interpret that evidence. <laughs> 